Welcome back guys to another Games for the Blog podcast. Today with me is Jason Brink, known as Bitbender. He's the CMO of Gala Games and we are going to talk about Gala, Townstar, Mirandus and the astonishing sale of $800,000 of Citadel of the Sun. Stay tuned, interview begins now. Welcome, Jason. Thanks, George. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Before we begin talking about uh, Gala Games, which is our main focus for today, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and what is that you do with Gala Games? Sure. Well, for starters, my name is uh, Jason Brink. A lot of people know me online as Bitbender. I'm the CMO of Gala Games, and I've been working with them for the last six months or so to do marketing for uh, Gala Games and the associated products and whatnot. Uh, I've been working in the blockchain space since about 2014. Uh, I was one of the one of the people who won a prize from the Global Development Network and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for a paper I wrote on using blockchain to fix some of the problems that are endemic to foreign aid. And I always I've looked at blockchain since the beginning as a way to to make a positive difference in the world. And so uh, Gala Games is working to do that by decentralizing the billions and billions of dollars that are spent in uh, video game advertising every year. That's something remarkable. And to continue, what is that that Gala Games is doing? How Gala Games is going to change the landscape in gaming? Basically putting power back into the hands of the gamers and giving them ownership of their assets. Most blockchain gaming companies are run by blockchain people first. We are one of the only gaming first projects out there. We put the video game development first. And the reason that we can do this is that our our CEO, Eric Schiermeyer, is one of the uh, co-founders of Zynga. And our studio director, Michael McCarthy, is one of the guys behind Farmville 2 and a bunch of different RPGs uh, that you guys have heard of in the past. He worked with Black Isle and Troika. And, uh, you know, so I think that that by approaching this from a gaming first perspective and making things easy for the users, we're creating a on-ramp into the blockchain space that is not intimidating for people. And we're working on scaling our user base up uh, exponentially right now. And so far, things are going amazingly. How many users does the Gala platform count? Sure, sure. We've got about um, 80,000 users uh, right now. And uh, that's growing very quickly. We're in the next uh, week or so going to be pushing an update that makes it so that you don't even need an account to play. Uh, it'll come in. You'll be able to log or click on one of our games, play our games, and it'll save the game state. And then it'll allow you to create an account later if, if that is something that you want to do. And that should make it a lot easier for people to uh, you know, maintain their their ability to interact with their game and whatnot. should make it easier. So Gala Games uh, is using right now Ethereum blockchain, right? Correct. We are currently based on the Ethereum blockchain for all of our NFTs and things like that. Uh, but that is going to be changing here in the fairly near future. Are you going to use your own blockchain or are we talking for a lawyer to solution? 
uh, we're going to be looking at a layer two solution right now. We're talking to a few different uh, a few different companies. One of the things that's kind of unique about what we're doing is that, um, you know, if you if you look at how do I put this? If you look at the number of users that we are pushing for, okay. If you look at Farmville Two, for example, Farmville Two had a, da a daily active users that peaked at around thirty four million. There is no single blockchain solution that could handle 34 million daily active users transactions. It doesn't exist right now. Um, so, but that said, we want to scale to that point. Okay, so we are talking to a large number of uh, layer two providers, and what will likely be happening in the long term is that you will see uh, an interaction of a large number of different solutions that all work to support uh, the Gala network. So a game may have multiple different types of solutions built in handling different parts of the game mecha mechanisms. What what kind of solutions are we talking about here? Like we're talking. Example. We're talking to a few a few different people. We're talking to to Matic. We're talking to Near. We're talking to Flow. We're talking. We're really honestly talking to everybody, and we're happy to talk to to anybody that would like to work with us. We're very uh, we're very partnership friendly. Okay, perfect. Now, um, let's talk about Townstar, Jason, with uh, the yes. expertise of your team and being developers of Farmville, um, yes. I understand that you are in place to deliver a high-quality farming game. Yes, but yes, it's I've actually seen... a farming simulation. Yeah. Right. But I've played Townstar, right? I've, I've been playing Townstar for quite a long time, and I've seen that you guys are doing weekly tournaments rather than building a farm uh, forever. So that is the, <laughs> why did we do that that way so basically one of the one of the things that we found and this was one of uh, michael mccarthy's learnings that he took away uh, from his work on farmville 2 is that when people play the game and it is an always persistent game they would get to a point where they would kind of get bored with the gameplay itself because they would have created their little town. It was perfect. And all they have to do is go there and collect their wheat and, you know, click on their cows. And, and that was really it. Right? right. So what the, the, the innovation here is this concept of the weekly tournament, which has a couple different uh, things that it does now for starters the weekly tournament is not something that's going to be the only way that you can you can go forward and build um, right now you can also get onto a free play server and you can play for i think 25 days before uh, it resets but by having the reset what it does is it kind of changes the way that you think about the game itself from being something that oh this is permanent i have to build it right the first time to okay this is something that is impermanent it's going to go away so i can be creative i can try new things i can take a risk in the way that i'm laying out my my farm because i know that at the end of the day it's it's going to go away and and that's that's fine um and so we find that people, some people really hate the, the weekly tournament concept, um, but we find that there are a lot of people who really enjoy it because it doesn't lock them into this perpetual state of having to, to build just one thing. In general terms, where do you see Townstar in the next few years? I mean, I was playing Townstar when it was first released. I remember the world map was literally empty. 
And right yep. now, you can you can't find the spot near the tower. I mean, it, the free the free server has about ten thousand signups, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. The ten thousand players playing in the free server. That's that's great. That's amazing for a blockchain based game, right? The where Townstar is going to be growing a lot as we go forward. So there's a few different things, and these were recently covered in a uh, great Townstar AMA that uh, had. Uh, Michael McCarthy, Eric Schiermeyer, and myself on it. Uh, we handled a lot of different questions from the community. So then uh, that may be something that you would want to link your, your listeners to if they're interested. Um, but Townstar is, is going to be evolving in a couple different ways. One of the things that we found is that there people have a lot of different ways that they would like to run a server. Okay, they want to have a server where people can't use NFTs. They want to have a server where people uh, can't trade with one another. So it's it's like you by yourself. What can you do? No NFTs only. Um, and so that's something that we've been asked for. So that's something that we're working on developing. Where basically uh, you have the ability to set up your own server to play however you would like, and that is that will basically make it so that that you have control over what you want to do and you'll be able to do other interesting things like set your own prizes charge an admissions fee um, for entry you know all sorts of interesting things like that so some of the work is going on in that the next area that this is growing in is uh, in the size of the game board itself right now the townstar game board is uh, 16 by 16 okay squares And so that is in the process of being scaled right now to 64 by 64. And this will be a more persistent game. So you'll be able to build this gigantic uh, city, you know, that allows you to do whatever you would like on it. And um, that's, uh, yeah, that's basically, that's basically where we're going with this right now. We also have the introduction of a few more bots that are coming in. There's a, uh, boom bot, which will make it possible for you to kind of go to war with some of your opposing towns. Uh, the farm bot is coming into into action here pretty soon, and then we got the the elf bot and the salty bot that are both uh, going to be running around and playing too. So that'll be that'll be fun. Great, thank you for that. And now to the rising star Mirandus. Uh, yes. It came to my attention that recently you teamed up with Polyet Games. Yes, and you sold. Uh, the Citadel of Sun, if I'm not mistaken, how is Citadel this of the Sun? Yep, Citadel of Citadel the Sun. Citadel of the Sun for eight hundred thousand dollars. Yep, that's the most. That is that's correct. the most expensive NFT ever sold. I think that is the most this, expensive NFT ever sold. These guys bought uh, a government, basically, <laughs> with its they own did. bank. They did. They bought. They bought a government. Insane, uh, they insane. will. They will be provide, providing uh, financial layer solutions in the world of Mirandus. So, if you as a player character in a, in an RPG, there's always this challenge of, uh, you know, how much stuff can you carry. Now, from the perspective of a blockchain game where everyone has possession of certain NFTs, right? Now, your character can't carry every single NFT that you own. If you went to OpenSea and you bought all of the NFTs that exist there, and just because they're in your wallet, that doesn't mean that your character can fit them all in their backpack, right? They may be yours, the ownership is yours, but there has to be a way to bring them into and out of the game uh, in a way that makes sense and doesn't break the gameplay. Because if you have thousands of items, the game is kind of broken, yeah? Um, 
and so the bank is or the the vault the polyant vault uh is one of the things that will make it possible for people to store items uh and to create a sort of uh nft um, on-ramp and off-ramp within the world of of Mirandas and to gamify that. And so people will be able to store their items in the vaults and uh, and whatnot. And that's that's one of the things that Polyant will be providing through their uh, their smart contract functionality. Last question for you. You're saying that Mirandus is an MMORPG. Now, when I, when I hear MMORPG, in my mind comes Lineage, World of Warcraft and all that stuff. So, is yep. Mirandus going to be similar to that games? Are we talking about an open map with crafting and hunting and skills and all that? Oh yes, stuff? of course. All all of that stuff is going to be there. I think that Mirandus, at the end of the day, is going to fundamentally redefine both gaming and blockchain. Uh, because what some of what's going to be happening there is is absolutely off the charts. Uh, different from from what we've seen in the past, so I'm super excited about that. Um, for me, Mirandus is uh, back up a little bit. So when you look at when you look at MMORPGs, you see that they have changed a bit over time. At the at the very beginning, you had MMORPGs like uh, EverQuest and Ultima Online and things like that, where there was a sense of fear about going out into the world. Like, you didn't want to adventure too far out into the world without having all of your gear set up, because if you died, there was actual consequences there. But lately, things have gotten easier and easier and easier. And, you know, with, with World of Warcraft... You know, sometimes if you die, it's like, meh, whatever, not a big deal. Just respawn, go grab my stuff, and we're good to go, right? We want to bring a little bit of the the old school, like, hardness difficulty back to back to gaming. And that's one of the things that we're doing with this. And so I'm super excited about it. It's going to be a very, uh, very deep MMORPG experience with some really, really cool stuff uh, from Michael McCarthy. All right, all right. So I, I lied to you. Uh, this wasn't my last question. <laughs> when when will this come out? <laughs> uh, we should, if everything goes the way that we want it to go, uh, we should see an alpha for Mirandas this year. We will be drawing the initial uh, players um, for the, the alpha and beta from our Gala Gold community in our Discord at galagames.chat. And uh, that's that's those are going to be some of the first people who get to get to try. And obviously, the deed holders, the people who purchase the the deed NFTs, will be nice. also be some of the first ones who are able to to join in the game. So nice it's possible that we may we may make the deeds kind of a, a key to access the early version of the game. So we'll we'll see about that. Jason, thank you for being with us. Uh, I wish only the best for you and for Gala. I'm sure you will guys create something amazing. And my guess is that we are going to see more games in Gala, right? You should see quite a few more games being announced and uh, and shipped this year. Perfect. So it's Perfect. not going to just be Mirandas and Townstar. You've got a lot more stuff coming as well. Can't wait to see. Yeah, it's going to be good. Thank you very much, George. I appreciate it. And thank you to your uh, listeners. Appreciate them too.